Are the St. Louis Blues one of the most underrated teams in the NHL? I'm going to tell you why I think so coming up here on Locked on Blues. Your Locked on Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Locked On Blues. I am your host of Locked On Blues, Haley Taylor Simon, talking to you all things about our St. Louis Blues. A little bit of a different microphone today, going back to the OG days of the podcast with this microphone, while my other one is going to be replaced because it ended up not working. But on today's episode of Locked On Blues, I will be talking about the Blues' overtime win against the Kings. Who is the most underrated player on the Blues? And the Blues' successful road trip really does set the tone for what this team truly is. I will be talking in so much more detail, but I do need to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your best bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Hello. I hope everybody is having a great Monday. A victory Monday, I shall say, as the Blues had a really important win in last night's, yesterday's game, not last night, it was during the day, (laughs) yesterday's game over the LA Kings. The St. Louis Blues were able to be successful with a 4-3 OT win. This is, again, the Blues' third overtime win in a row, so it's been a lot of overtime wins, but I will take the two points, and currently where the Blues are at, they would be in the playoffs. So I'm going to talk about the game. I'm going to talk about what I liked and I'm going to I'm going to let you know why I think that this team has been successful. So first things first, in yesterday's game right away and this is a big thing about the Blues, they don't do well when the other team scores first, but that's exactly what happened. Uh the Kings scored, Kempe scored, so it was one nothing LA. But then Nick Letty, I know, an unsuspecting name actually got the Blues their equalizing goal in the first period. And uh, the Blues were equaled up 1-1. In the second period of play, unfortunately, same thing, early goal by the Kings. They then took the 2-1 lead, and this was a shorthanded goal. So not the best on the Blues' power play, but then the Blues were able to redeem themselves on the power play again by our friend. And I actually told people, and I'll tell you in a second, but Pavel Buchnevich did score, making it 2-2. I did jokingly say that Bushi was going to score again in this game. Well, not even jokingly. I literally said that. I told people, like, bet money on it. And uh, he's been on fire lately. So a power play goal. Nice for the Blues. And he was assisted by Scott Perunovic, who was now out to a lower body injury, and Jordan Cairo. And uh, Scotty P did make some more moves because after Bushi's goal, the Blues finally were able to get the lead with a Jordan Cairo goal, assisted by Scott Perunovic and Robert Thomas. You know, the Blues with a 3-2 lead, unfortunately, could not maintain that before the end of that second period because then the Kings were able to score. The third period was a lot of back-and-forth hockey. It wasn't anything that exhilarating. It truly just was back-and-forth. Both teams played hard. But finally, overtime happened, and that's when Braden Shen scored our captain with an OT goal. And this was a vital goal for Shenner. I think that this really did help the Blues. Um, 
get something special out of this game, right? Besides the two points, this is their best, you know, win streak right now. Five consecutive wins in a row. And I know what you're thinking. Why can't they win it in regulation? If it was that easy to do so, I bet they would. But it's the fact that they were able to come back after being down. And it really did feel like they were trailing the entirety of the game. And um, Shenner did say after the game about getting that goal, you just take off what whenever you see a turnover in overtime. And um, he then talked because, again, Boosh um, did assist Shenny on that. He said whether he gets the puck or not, you just create space for him if he's going to carry it up. And he's got a great vision and he found me. So now here's another thing. The Blues have won 4-3, I feel like, in their past like couple games. And it's actually been their last four games. So it's a little interesting. I don't know. I feel like the Blues are just on this 4-3 winning in overtime uh, pattern going on. But I again, I will take it. I have to say, Boosh has stepped up significantly. And I don't think you can make the argument that he is not valuable. I think he is a huge asset for this team. I think more than anything, and I want to know your opinion on this if you're listening to Lockdown Blues right now. If you're live on YouTube or you're listening on the podcasting service that you choose to listen to, do you think, and again, this could just be a theory, but do you think the reason why Boosh is playing better is because he knows that, you know, the trade deadline's coming up or they're going to make some moves in the offseason and he wants to keep his job here in St. Louis? I personally think that he's just playing better because of the team chemistry and just how they've been able to adapt. But it is interesting to think about that all of a sudden we're seeing some of the best hockey uh, this season out of Pavel Buchnevich and it's exciting. Yeah, I just clearly don't understand the sudden turnaround. But players get hot. Players get cold, as we know, and that's how the game is. Another thing I want to say about the St. Louis Blues is that Jordan Cairo is another player that I just see stepping up. He's been making vital plays, and he's making more selfless plays, kind of like how I picture with Robert Thomas, where Thomas is a big proponent on feeding the puck. He wants to truly help the team win and get them as many opportunities. And he would rather, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is true or not, but from observing, it looks like Robert Thomas is the guy that would rather feed the puck and make sure the play happens than try to get it for himself if there's a chance that he might not be as successful. Again, I'm not sure. This is just kind of like a theory of mine that I have kind of going but it is funny in a way that the pattern of the St. Louis Blues as of lately has really been um, going quite well. And I just, you know, I don't want any more of these overtime goal. I mean, overtime wins. I want a regulation win because I don't want to give some of these other teams the points. Come on. I want to take the two points and give them nothing. But I think the Blues have really been showing that when they forecheck, when they position themselves better in the power play, um, you know, Everything that they've been doing has been so beneficial. Now they sit fourth in that central division. And you might be wondering, Hale, are we going to get excited again? Yeah. I mean, how can you not, right? Um, one thing that I did want to let you know is I did talk about Scott Perunovich um, getting – well, he suffered – not getting – he suffered a lower body injury in that third period. And um, listen – he is going to be out. I don't know how long. The Blues, they did recall Tyler Tucker from Springfield. And for those that pay attention to the podcast a lot, my everydayers, you know, I did drive four hours to see the Springfield Thunderbirds play in Pennsylvania. 
And uh, I said on my observation video that I think Tyler Tucker's the real deal and kid plays hard and seeing him in person, you really do notice a difference um, on ice with how he plays versus some of the other guys. And I feel like he's developing quite nicely. So I do feel bad for Perunovic because he has been very solid. He's been a really good playmaker. Um, Great on defense, obviously. Still has work to do um, with spatial awareness. But I do think that Tyler Tucker is going to make the best out of this and help the Blues find some success tomorrow against Columbus. I always forgot that that game was on the schedule because right now I'm just like, oh, it's all-star break because the NHL completely just like disregard the fact that there's still games going on but overall I feel like the team going into this break coming up so far knock on wood or knock on whatever my microphone's made out of uh they've been relatively healthy I haven't really noticed you know this team being injury prone or anything like that so right now I feel kind of good about going into this break just get me past this game and uh Let's recoup. But no, I am excited for Tyler Tucker. And I do think that this is going to be a really good opportunity for him. I just hope that Perunovic, you know, obviously gets better. And he will be an unrestricted free agent next season. Uh, Reports came out. Jeremy Rutherford, who many of you know, um, always want to give out credit to those that are, you know, on the beat journalists. Because, again, this is them finding out this information and uh, relaying it back to us. That way we can have a conversation. So I always want to give it you know them credit but yeah he won't be here so I like him as I said I actually was on the national um show today the locked on NHL podcast uh, for the locked on obviously and I did mention that I did like Tyler and Perunovic and I just you know it sucks that they both had to switch on and off this season uh but that's the nature of the game and you know you got to fight for your spite on the roster. Nothing's going to come easy in the game of hockey. So coming up, because I want you to leave me a comment. Who do you think the most underrated player on the St. Louis Blues is currently? If you're on YouTube, I know you're watching. Leave a comment. I will respond to your comments because I am quite interested about what you think versus what I think. But I want to tell you about my friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers i see some comments which i love so thank you so the player, before I read any of your comments, when I'm talking about underrated player, I am going to say it and then I'm going to look at the comments after. So just I'm going to say it. So keep commenting. Uh, let me know why. But I will look at what you guys said. I personally think the most underrated player on the St. Louis Blues currently is Jake Neighbors. <gasps> oh, you thought I was going to say Robert Thomas. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you why I said Jake Neighbors. 
I think that Robert Thomas is not underrated. I think that he's well-deserving of getting the spotlight in a sense. I feel like when you think about the St. Louis Blues and you think about a player that just really is an elite type of player, you think of Robert Thomas. He is an alternate captain. He obviously is our all-star. So I feel like he's been visible in a sense, as he should. I I love Robert Thomas. The Twitter bio on Locked on Blues, by the way, does say it's always Robert Thomas season. Because, baby, it's always Robert Thomas season. But if you're talking about a player that I feel like if you say the name of him, people that are maybe not Blues fans won't really know. But yet he's been performing well. It's Jake Neighbors. And I understand. Hale, you know, define underrated. Okay, well, here's the thing. And this is what I just kind of said. You think about players that everybody knows in the NHL, right? Like an Austin Matthews, a Connor McDavid, a Sidney Crosby. Needless to say, it's uh, very obvious who the big names in the NHL are, right? When you think of the St. Louis Blues, people think of Jordan Bingington. They think maybe of Schenner because of his captaincy. And then they think of Robert Thomas. You get those three names. Maybe Jordan Cairo. Maybe. I, you know what? Probably. But when you think of players that you personally like, but maybe, you know, some other people may not know much about them, you would kind of lean towards guys, I don't know, like Assad or a Letty maybe, a Sunquist. I mean, I it, I don't know. Listen, I'm only relaying what my opinion is. That's my opinion. And I truly believe that um, neighbors, you know, this season, you know, 15 goals, okay, four assists, 19 points. Now, he has played in those 48 games. Do I expect him to do more? Absolutely. But why do I say underrated? It's his development, right? And he is a player that I feel like has been developing quite nicely. Obviously, um, you know, getting 19 points isn't like, oh my gosh, this is the best guy that's ever happened. No, and I'm not saying that. But I am allowed to be realistic, and I'm allowed to say to you, hey, listen, last season he played 43 games, okay? Obviously, he was with Springfield, 10 points. So I understand that this is like the first real test for Jake Neighbors, but when he gets hot, he gets hot. And even if he is not accumulating points, he's still vital on the ice. And that's something I think that a lot of people kind of forget sometimes is their importance on the ice minus the points. So what does he bring on the ice? He brings physicality. He brings speed. And he has this urgency when he's on the ice. So you can make the argument that Jake Neighbors is underrated. Now I'm going to look at your comments on YouTube and see what you said because your opinion is just as important as my opinion. Because on this podcast, and this is something that I always try to explain when people say to me, what do you do? What do you do? What's your podcast? We're having a conversation. You and I, we're talking about the blues. Okay, so how you feel about this team is just as important as how I feel. And then we can talk about it. This is the point of Locked on Blues. We are so focused and we're huge Blues fans that just want to talk about the team nonstop. And uh, I have a microphone. (laughs) So Sydney says Robert Thomas. Again, I can understand why, because maybe not everybody knows Robert Thomas, but I'm biased. Okay, I know Robert Thomas, obviously. Um, Blondie Girl 2021 says, for me, it's Neighbors. Ooh, okay. And Ace Rob says, Nathan Walker. Okay. Now, that is a little bit of an underrated 
for the Aussie. You know, it's funny. Like, again, this is the thing. Like, there are such talented guys on the Blues. And I think sometimes it really just, you know, it doesn't do it justice, okay? You you have all these players that, you know, have been contributing this season, but there's been this kind of lack of consistency. And I think that's something else that I've been really focusing on with this podcast is the lack of consistency. Some of these players get hot and then they get kind of cold and it's like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, yeah, but this month, obviously, he's played 12 games. And, you know, the three goals, the one assist, four points. But he's been kind of silent, you know, since the beginning. But, again, I think he does have that potential. He has that two-year extension. So I want nothing but the best for Nathan Walker. And I'm a big fan of him from the Down Under. I don't know. That was a really bad Australian accent. But I liked what you had to say. All right. So one other point about this Blues' road trip, about why I have kind of switched my gears. And I'm like, okay, maybe the playoffs are not too crazy now. I'm going to tell you all about that, but I want to tell you about my friends at FanDuel first. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Honestly, for me, the Super Bowl isn't doing it as much, but you know what is doing it? The bets. And it's always about how much money I can win if I'm not truly invested like into like the Super Bowl itself. I don't know. The 49ers can't really stand them. So obviously I think the Chiefs are going to win, but it's not like going to be much of a competition. So that's why I'm not like super excited. Also, the last time these two teams played each other, that's when the lockdown happened. So I don't know. But I think it's a good rematch, and I think the Chiefs are going to win. So that means that I'm going to obviously bet on my boy Patty Mahomes to throw over 220 yards. I think Kelsey, the man of the hour, is going to have um, a touchdown or reception. And then for the San Francisco 49ers, I would even take Debo Samuel on over. So a nice little three-leg parlay brought to you by Haley. Oh, look at that, baby. We betting today. Um, so not only can you bet on who will um, win the Super Bowl – 58, but FanDuel also has offers for players who will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. You can even like bet on the, like the coin flip. So new customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more of FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So this road trip that we had, <laughs> this five-game win streak with this four-game winning road trip or three-game winning road trip. Why can't I speak? We won a lot. We won five games, right? And four of them were on the road. Yeah. So four games. Um, no, this is really good. I think this is setting the tone. Right now, the St. Louis Blues, as I said, they hold a spot. Okay, well, like, I know it's early, but they do hold a spot if the playoffs began today to be a wild card team. So why did my mindset shift? And why is it setting the tone? Well, this is crunch time when it comes to the NHL. You can make the argument that the end of January, beginning of February, after the All-Star break, is the most competitive time. This is when the seeds get set. Okay, who are the teams that can actually get into the playoffs? Who are the teams that are going to crumble and fall? Not the St. Louis Blues. Well, I hope not, but not the Blues because I think finally there is a connection. As I mentioned, I was on the national show today 
And I did talk about, you know, obviously Drew Bannister being brought in and not Ruby and him being fired, all that stuff that went down. And I think the team is finally responding. I mean, Banny, he had a lot of time with a lot of these guys in Springfield with him being the coach. And I think that this team just wants to win. So clearly there is something special going on with the Blues. Um, I just saw a comment. Um, hello from St. Louis. Hello. How are you? And then he says, what do you think about Edmonton's 16 wins in a row? Well, clearly that is concerning, but I'm not too worried. I think that for the St. Louis Blues right now, focus on yourself. And I understand it's easy to look around the NHL, right? And it's easy to see, you know, what teams are doing better and all of that. But at the end of the day, the St. Louis Blues are in a position where you're not in the Pacific Division. I'm going to be honest with you. And uh, while, you know, the Oilers have won (laughs) those 16 games in a row, it's funny. They still only have 59 points. Um, (laughs) I'm laughing because it's like you would think they would have more, but they don't. And they're still third in that Pacific. But the Blues, I mean, they have 54 points, right? And with a five-game win streak, which is very big, they have the potential to really make some moves. I mean, they need to win tomorrow against Columbus, keep on getting those points up. Because the Jets, who were um, above the Blues, third place in the Central, they do have those um, 65 points. So I think for the Blues, I mean, win as many as you can, right? Try to make these games go to OT. But the Blues are in a good position. I said by the time it hits um, the end of January, I want the Blues to have at least 50 points. I'm impressed. Listen, you cannot take away the fact that winning 16 games in a row isn't impressive. It's insane. It's actually out of this world. Um, I, You know, but that's the thing. Anything in sports is possible. So the Oilers, who did struggle at the beginning of the season, are now looking like a really strong team. So it's one of those things where it is impressive. It is cool to see. But I'm not concerned as a Blues fan. As an NHL fan, you can be like, oh, that's really cool. Um. I don't know. Like, how do you feel about it? I feel like now it kind of makes me feel like this Blues five-game win streak isn't as good, right? But it is a cool thing. So fun fact, I just looked this up because I knew this fact, but I wanted to make sure. So right now, obviously, the Oilers have 16 consecutive in a row. Well, in 1979... And the 1980 season, the Philadelphia Flyers had 35 consecutive games in a row. So that was kind of cool. So, yeah, no, I mean, obviously 16 is a lot, but isn't it 19? No, no, it was the Flyers with a 35. But again, that was like, I wasn't even alive then, to be honest. So I guess in my modern time, this is one of the biggest win streaks I've seen, which is kind of cool. So enjoy that. Obviously, I want to make this also known. I hate the All-Star break. I know it's good for the players, but as a fan, I just hate not having hockey. And I was watching like the all well, the, the NHL Instagram, and they literally had a mock draft for the All-Star game, which I don't understand. Because like who is betting on the All-Star game, right? Um, so today we don't have that much hockey, uh, because obviously the break. So just to let you know, today there's only one game right now, and it's with our friends in the Central. Well, one of our friends, the Predators, up 3 nothing against the Sens. Tomorrow we obviously have the Blues and the Blue Jackets, tongue twister. Uh, then on the nighttime game, it's me, the Sharks, and Kraken. 
And then finally, the last set of games before the break are Red Wing Senators, Preds, Kings, and Duck Sharks. So it's important for tonight's game, obviously. I would want the Predators to lose because when it comes to, you know, how we are right now, if the Predators win tonight, then they're going to, again, take that fourth spot. So it's kind of a back and forth of Nashville, so I want them to lose. So Ottawa, please make a comeback. Um, and then if we're looking for tomorrow, obviously we want the Blues to win. Sharks and Kraken could care less right now about the Pacific. And then on Wednesday, Red Wing Senators uh, don't care about that. We want the Kings to beat the Preds and uh, Ducks and Sharks. We don't care. So we want the Predators to lose. Anyways, this was a really fun episode today. I cannot wait to do the last pre-game show episode before the break, which sucks. I hate it. The break begins um, on the 1st. They have games again starting on uh, Monday the 5th. And the Blues, they actually, oh, they're not playing for quite a while. Wait, where, where are my team? What? Hold on. Y'all, I'm having a panic moment. Are the Blues not? What are the Blues playing next? Oh, my goodness. No way. Oh, I mean, I guess that's fair. I don't think the Blues are playing until the 10th. Oh, that's so stupid. Oh, here I go on a rant before this. Why does the NHL hate us? Like, with the scheduling all season, it just seems like the Blues have just been really not been scheduled well. This is unbelievable. You're going to have the Blues play tomorrow on the 30th, and then you're not going to have them play. I mean, I guess, like, every day, every team needs to get a round of days of breaks. Oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm really upset. This is like two weeks without hockey, technically. I don't like this. I really don't like this. Oh, man. Well, whatever. You know what? I'm focused on tomorrow's game, one of the only games going on, so we know everybody will be watching. The St. Louis Blues taking down the Blue Jackets. What's good, Columbus? And we're at home ice. I will talk to you tomorrow. And like always, let's go blues.